to life. Yes. Well, from death to life, well, let me begin. What is death? What is life? Where is the borderline? Are there two deaths? And what can we do about it? These questions are asked by millions of people and the answers they get are varied. But there's only one correct answer. And if death is one of the curses that came into the world due to the fall of man, then we need to take even greater notice. I prayed about this and the Lord told me to look up in our 1950 Oxford Concise Dictionary. And I looked up death and it said dying, end of life, being killed, ceasing to be, being dead and want of spiritual life. Then I looked up life and it said state of ceaseless change and functional ability peculiar to organized matter, <coughs> energy, liveliness, animation, living things, period from birth to death, a fresh start after narrowly escaping death, future, everlasting, eternal existence after death, active part of existence, business and pleasure of the world, Salvation, regenerate condition, eternal, everlasting. Now this is interesting. I then looked up in the New Bible Dictionary. It said physical decay. Yet the Bible speaks of death as a result of sin. God said to Adam in Genesis 2.17, By the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat of it. For the day you eat of it, you shall surely die. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now we see that Adam and Eve did not die physically on the day they sinned. They died spiritually. Romans 5, 12-21 says, Therefore as by one man sin entered the world and death by sin, that means that death comes through sin. So death passed upon all man, for all have sinned. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, 
even over them that had not sinned after the multitude of Adam's transgressions. Here is a figure of him who was to come. For through the offence of many, many were made dead, but much more by the grace of God and the gift of grace, which was one man, Jesus Christ, had abounded to many, as not as if it was by one a sin, but the gift for the judgment was by the one to condemnation, but the free gift many offences to justification. For by one man's offence, death reigned by one, much more they that receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. Therefore, by the offence of one, judgment came upon all man to condemnation. Even so, the righteousness of one, the free gift that was Jesus, came upon all men unto justification of life. For by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteousness. Wow, this is fantastic. So it ends off that that sin reigned upon reign to death, so even so, grace reigns through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. This says it all. You can look it up yourself. Romans 5, 12 to 21. Read it through slowly because it's quite difficult reading. Romans 5, 6. For when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Jesus died for the sinner. Now this compares that death that came through Adam's sin with the life that Jesus brings to mankind. We also see from the passage that life and death includes both physical and spiritual aspect. Man does not just die as a body, but as a spirit man. And the Bible does not put a sharp line between the two. There is a physical death and a deeper or second death that sin brings on after physical death. Revelations 2.11 says, He who has ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who overcomes shall not be hurt by the second death. So this is from scripture. And Matthew 25 verse 41 says, Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Well, that is not good news for the sinner. And Matthew 25, 46 says, And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous unto life eternal. What's the difference? I mean, sin. No good has ever come out of sin. Sin causes hurt 
greed, lust, anger, pride, jealousy, unforgiveness, and all the negatives of this earth. Whereas righteousness produces life and love and peace and forgiveness and joy. There's a total opposite between the two. John 5, 24 says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that hears my word and believes on me that sent him has everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, for he has passed from death to life. Now the Old Testament speaks of Shul, called Hades in Greek, the dwelling place of all departed spirits prior to Jesus' resurrection or the realm of the dead. The New Testament speaks of hell or the lake of fire called Gehenna in Greek. Today, Shul is the realm of the lost, a temporary place for those who have died without coming into a saving relationship with Jesus Christ. Their spirits remain there until Jesus returns. They will face the great white throne judgment as described in Revelation 20.11. This is their final judgment prior to the lost being cast into the lake of fire in the place of eternal torment and total separation from God. As it says in Revelation 20 verse 11, and I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, whose face the earth and heaven fled away, and there's found no place for them. Prior to Jesus' resurrection from the dead, the scriptures tell us that departed righteous spirits were in a different place of shore called paradise or Abraham's bosom. Read Luke 16. And once Jesus had made a way for our full atonement, brought us back into right relationship with God, these righteous spirits ascended to heaven. This happened when Jesus died, was buried and rose again. Ephesians 4, 8-10 says, Wherefore he said, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captives and gave gifts to men. Now that he has ascended, that is it, but that he also descended first to the lowest parts of the earth. And he that descended is the same, also ascended up to the far above all heavens, that he might fill for, fulfill all things. Matthew twenty-seven fifty-two. And the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose. And this speaks of man to die once in this physical realm but that time for decision is over and then would come the judgment the second death is his spiritual death this would come in the white throne judgment this means we must be prepared and ready for death in advance if you want to get to hell do nothing if you want to get to heaven accept jesus as lord for it is his work on the cross alone that makes a way for each other. For Jesus alone has conquered sin, sickness and death. 
Death is not the end of the person, for God breathed into him the breath of life, causing a living being. Revelation 1.18 says, I am he that liveth and was dead, but behold, I'm alive forevermore, and I have the keys of hell and of death. We only have this life to decide between heaven or hell. And the Bible is the only book in the world that discusses heaven and hell. Other religions will try and show the way to heaven through good works, but the Bible teaches us how to get there, as good works are not enough for all of us who have sinned. There are three phases of life. One, the present life in our mortal bodies, the shortest phase, yet the most vital phase because it's here in the earthly realm that we make the decision for heaven or hell, righteousness or sin, eternal life or eternal death. Two, physical death, where it is too late to make a decision is our intermediate phase for the non-believer a temporary stage in Sheol and for the believer a temporary place in paradise. It's a place of no escape from spiritual death. And then three is a rising of believers to a resurrected glorified body where we enter eternal life. For the believer, this is the spiritual life, eternity with the Lord in heaven. The empty grave proved the resurrection of the body of Jesus, who has conquered our enemies of sin, sickness, and death on the cross. And accepting Jesus, what he did for us, gives us a safe victory over sin, sickness, and over death itself. And then for the unbeliever from Sheol, through the white judgment, to eternal separation from God to join the devil and the fallen angels in everlasting torment. Revelation 14.13 says, And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Write, Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth, yes, says the Spirit, and they may rest from their labours, and their works will follow them. And Philippians 1, 20-24, According to my earnest expectation and my hope in that in nothing I shall be ashamed, and that with boldness as always, so also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or death. For me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. But if I live in the flesh, that is the fruits of my labour, Yet what should I choose? For I am having to choose between the two, having the desire to depart and be with Christ, which is better. Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. And this is Paul um, having to uh, realize that it was more needful for him to suffer longer on this earth in prison so he can write the letters to the churches that more could be saved. 2 Corinthians 5.1 For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God, a house not made by hands, but eternal in the heavens.
The Lord then showed me a vision. I was out in space looking down at the world, revolving on itself as it went round the sun. This is what causes day and night, weeks, months, years. And behind the world is what looked like a trail of a comet. And at the very back of the trail I saw the word Genesis. And at the centre of the trail I saw the cross. And just in front of the world I saw the word Revelation. And the Lord then said to me, this is the realm of time. The world revolving on itself, giving day and night, gives the time. Yet, the time span from Genesis to Revelation is all contained in the Bible. That is the history of all mankind. And then the Lord says, and for you, my children, your personal time span is from the moment you are conceived to the moment you die physically. That is your earthly life on earth. After that, you enter the eternal realm. That was an amazing revelation I had. John 11, 25 to 26 said, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he were dead, yet he shall live. And whoever but lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? And 2 Corinthians 5, 8. We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. This is why we should share the good news of what Jesus has done for us in order that we go from death to life spiritually. We need to thank Jesus that he's made a way for us to choose life. When a believer closes his eyes today, he is assured that he'll be with the Lord. Physical death to the believer only leads to spiritual life. Isn't that wonderful? And how do we do this? One, we need to accept Jesus as Lord and Saviour. Because accepting Jesus, Jesus is the only one that can save us from eternal death. For Jesus is the only one that has conquered sin, sickness and death. There is no one else to go to. God has made one way where we can get right with God after we had sinned by doing the one thing God forbade us to do from eating of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. So Jesus came to reverse the curse and only those who receive Jesus and makes a conscious turnaround from sin to follow in righteousness shall be born to eternal life. So one is to accept Jesus as Lord and Saviour. Stop sinning and start doing what is right. Two, pray daily and get to know God. Three, read your Bible privately and with others in your church. Three, live the Christian life. Four, live the Christian life in righteousness. So that's one, accept Jesus. Two, get to know God in prayer. Three, read your Bible. And four, live the Christian life. That's all. Isn't that wonderful? And if you have not made this very important decision yet and would like to receive Jesus as Lord, say this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I come to you as I am.
thank you for dying on the cross for me. Please forgive me for every sin I've ever done. I choose now to follow you in truth and righteousness every day of my life. Thank you for forgiving me. Please come into my heart and life as my Lord and Saviour. Teach me how to live in truth and righteousness. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. If you just said that prayer, you've made the first step of coming out of sin into righteousness, out of hell into heaven. Now you need to follow Jesus, get to know him in prayer, Buy yourself a Bible and learn how to live as a true Christian. Find yourself a church and get baptized in water. This transfers you from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of life because as you go under the water, you identify with the death of Jesus. And as you come out of the water, you're born again to eternal life. This is the greatest gift we can receive on this earth. If you said that prayer, you've just received the greatest gift of eternal life. God bless you. And we will now hand back to our host, 